Oi! Jazz Radio time. Titan, Forged in Crypto, and this Betty or B guy. I'm bad. Today we are talking about a mixed bag of items. What did we title this? <laughs> um, mixed bag. We're going to be talking about standards um, and stuff, while Betty is going to be screen sharing some gameplay of Grit. Yeah. About 10 minutes. In eight minutes. <clears throat> In eight minutes. Okay, so I really do want to see that, though. I mean, it's been probably a good what four or five months since we've seen what updates they have available for Grit. I I'm pretty excited to see this. You, you know, they they play every Thursday because they're always they're always adding different things. And today, I think they made it so you have to link your Gala Games account and your um, uh, Epic Game account to be able to play. So. I don't know. I'm excited to see it too. I haven't been on it in a little while. Uh, it's actually one of the games that I'm looking forward to. So, because I like to run around and shoot people in my games. Well, I, I pointed out we Faz and I had a discussion not too terribly long ago. Uh, I brought up, uh, you know, every tweet that I see about uh, Grit is pushing people to the Steam platform hmm. instead of having like the, the gala associated. Uh, words in there so i found that kind of odd no or is that like what they're trying to do i i mean i don't know what they're trying to do outside of just get more players in you know and i, I the, think that's what it is the more you can get onto steam the more you can get onto epic games uh it's going to get seen more uh it just brings more players so so my my thought is fine it's okay that that they have it on steam and and stuff like that it's just it's it's going to be a different experience for each people that are each person that's playing the game uh i think when a lot of people on steam start hearing that you can make a lot of money over in gala that's the whole point is it's advertisement then they'll then they'll want to move over to the gala thing so so another epiphany that i had uh faz will roll his eyes at this one because we had this huge debate last night for like three hours because I'm I'm being philosophical. Yeah, what and... Titan what Titan starts doing when he loses arguments <laughs> is he starts parsing words and then debating the the, 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 lose the arguments the, the leading the, the actual meanings of the word. It's like it doesn't it is it is doesn't mean what what you say it means and you know what's the meaning of oh is? I do not he's 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 sad because I talked reason and he couldn't put wrap his little sixth grade brain around it yeah I I told I told him, basically he had a really complicated idea which doesn't make sense when you say it so let's see if he can consolidate it down because he was just it was just word solid. That's what well, people no, say when it, they want to sound smart. Well, no, I wasn't going to bring that that particular topic up, but, oh, but okay, okay, my okay. philosophical parts of this. So everybody talks about we need to have fun games. <clears throat> and the fun is the best part of it. And and Gala slaps on their, their homepage games that people actually want to play. And that's so subjective, right? Because everybody likes different games. So in a, let's talk specifically grit, because that's what Betty's going to have uh, in his background. What what components would make grit a fun game? What what specific things would make it fun versus not fun? I think the whole concept of grit is really engaging. We've seen battle royales are kind of dominating the current game landscape between Fortnite, Apex Legends, Warzone, uh, PUBG, H1Z1. There's 
so many of these out there and they've all just become massively popular. I think this is a fun and engaging new twist on that same type of ecosystem. And so if they're able to do it the right ways and what those companies do well is they bring things to the community that they know they want. So they're doing partnerships with music producers and sports teams to bring you your favorite skins for because th- it's all cosmetic based. And so I think if they're able to get into that market, but actually have the true asset ownership to where I can exchange, you know, okay, if I'm like, oh, I really want that Raiders skin for my guy in grit. Oh, I can trade someone for it or I can buy it directly from them. And so I think that creator based economy and that, you know, giving the gamers what they truly want grits on yeah. the right track, but they're, I, I think- I think you got to look at something like Apex too, though, because they're they're providing gameplay. Like I think when you look at the actual gameplay, Apex is top, like the top, you know, first-person shooter type gameplay, and they market it that way. They have probably one of the best ranked systems that are that's in that field, and I think you you bring a lot of the esports side to it in that in that realm. And the battle pass, I think, is just you know. Mm It's a great way to go about just bringing in players and everyone does you can it. advance and everybody does okay. it. Yeah, you can advance in it. So for sure. So how about gameplay? What what about grit gameplay would be the fun parts for like you guys doing what? Well, I think if you're looking at that type of game, your mechanics have to be pretty sound. So when you point and you shoot, it's it's accurate, right? Or at least for the type of weapon you're using, that kind of situation. Um the interaction with the uh, all the uh, obstacles around you is a huge one. Like being able to climb it, hide behind it, and they actually do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, if you implement those type of things into this type of gameplay, and it's good, like it's it's solid, and you're not going in there and it's glitchy, and somebody can shoot through a wall, or somebody uh, their weird <laughs> jumps going over here, or when I shoot and I'm aiming at somebody, and it completely misses by six feet, right? Like okay. Yeah. You're not going to play it. It's going to suck. You're going to be like, I'm out. You have to have the mechanics of that have to be very sound. And I think at the same time, it's when things are broken, like certain guns sometimes will just be way too overpowered. And then good games are the ones that listen to the community as in, okay, that is everyone's using this because it's basically a cheat right now. Okay, well, let's fix it. Let's release a patch. You mean so like that's the, uh, brought down and other things are brought up. So people you mean like the dinosaur the and spider tanks, which can go through all the walls yep. twenty yep. feet away and yeah, that's yeah. it. Right now, it's over. It's broken, and so they need to nerf off. it. They need from to, one side uh, of the map to the other, basically. You can, you can so literally one side of the fucking map yeah. to the others. It's it's the they they used to have it where the dinosaur moved very slowly, but then they 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 sped them up and and it's. What's interesting is it's one thing to have that kind of game balance on a regular game, but one that own that that is P to E as well. Uh, when something's really OP, mm-hmm. that's that's really frustrating. Yeah. So superior I, is yeah. is I think there when you look at it, it the gameplay and the mechanics are really crisp. They're really good. Uh, they just need to add more content to it as you move through the different levels because it is fairly it's fairly easy to make it through. You know, they, the you know, they have moved Superior around a little bit. Uh, in the last month, they've changed the leveling system, the, how the levels looked. Yeah. 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 Twice. They did it twice, actually. No, Superior is a good one. I think that is from a 
from like I guess more of a personal standpoint, like me and the buddies, me and my buddies and the type of games we play, Superior is really enticing. Um, and I think a big part of it is because of not only is it fun gameplay, but like the art style is gorgeous. Like it's just overall, it just engages you. It, yeah. Like I mentioned in the last one, it brings you to that Borderlands kind of style. It just reminds you of something you've seen before. I'm really surprised that they don't have more levels, to be honest. The uh, the reason I bring this up and what hit me is uh, Timbo Slice, right? So he is like Mr. Positive on everything. And he engages. He loves it. He takes gaming ridiculously seriously. He's building an epic platform. And he got really <laughs> frustrated and provided some really good constructive criticism about spider tanks, right? And... Everybody's subjective when it comes to what's fun to them, but the that was perfect how you guys addressed that because there's certain things that you expect with certain types of games going in there, and if that isn't being provided, how is it being addressed to get fixed, or are they just going to kind of let it go? I mean, yeah. it seems like I understand like these these producers and these devs can't fix everything all at once, right? But at least finding a way to make progress or acknowledging the community and saying, hey, we have a we we've heard you and we have a team of, you know, 19 people working on two of these fixes for our next patch release. I mean, something like that might so, be nice to, okay. to provide. So something that that might be a little bit illuminating is I've been a computer programmer for many years. And uh, one of the systems we use is the agile development system. There's, there's a number of variants of that, but what you do a lot of times, what you do every single week is you show some progress. In fact, you could show a video of your progress. Uh, sometimes the progress isn't very uh, demonstrable. Like if you fix something on the back end, like, okay, this, uh, this, these points are no longer wrong. Um, you can demonstrate something. You could even demonstrate a console application, you know, looking at this is the points when it breaks this is the points when it when it works properly and stuff like that what what i think a lot of these p2e games are missing is demonstrating their work they they it's fine if it's not even out but if they just show hey look we 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 had a we had a bug where people were getting killed on the second level all the time and this is us fixing the bug we plan to deploy it next week when we get a package of other things going and so people would then know uh, that's what I'd love to see with these P2E games. They get so much mileage out of that, and it's not oh. too hard to do. And you nailed it with, I mean, they should be doing that with Spider Tanks and the Dinosaur right now. It should have been put out and like, you know what, <laughs> our next patch is on January 27th, and this is on our patch. So guess what? It's going to suck for a little while, but deal with it. And then Well, even know. having a, a regular patch schedule, and even if it's a, a minute piece, people can can look ahead and they can tack on the things, at least when they think the patches are going to be done. It's uh, Faz brought this up about a dev channel a long time ago. A lot of these projects have dev channels where it's either read only, where you can go in and just watch what they're typing, watch kind of what they're communicating about, what they're looking to fix. But others have interactive dev channels where people can, you know, on slow mode or whatever, go in and kick in 
hey, this dinosaur is really pissing me off because of its ability to walk through walls and see that real time interaction and maybe get some kind of a timeline on when that'll be worked into the patch system. So the, the problem with that is um, releases start becoming political. And people start wrapping up certain things in the release. And that's where you have a problem because you'll have a team working on like bug A and bug B. But then the political thing is everybody's clamor clamoring for, for C. And then they just get C. Um, and then they just get C out there like in front of everything else. And that, that really screws things up. But of course, everybody wants C. Nobody wants to see well, the bug fixes. But, you know, I mean, if these platforms only had a governance system where they could have a vote, you know, I, I wish they would develop something like that. Gee, that would be nice. But the sarcasm's dripping on this side of my face, so you can't see it real well. <laughs> so it doesn't have, have to be a node vote, but you have you have discord voting things. Where you can you can do that and say, hey, we've we've got the community telling us these five things are are really important. Let's throw it to a vote and well, where we're going to put our our resources, they, right? Okay, so involve the community. I, I understand. Here's the problem with that: it's like voting everywhere that you're going to drive your car. After a while, you're going to start finding that it hampers you because <laughs> people want to you, people want to drive your car in a very inefficient way. And as as somebody who's running the run minding the store sometimes you're going to have to put out unpopular things before popular things and that's where where democracy in in uh building video games breaks down that's called um that's called design by committee the space shuttle was designed by committee how do how well you think that worked i think it sounds awfully centralized and i think that if they're talking about their community being first and their community being as important as they are and the community being the ones that are funding these things i think that they should absolutely if there's four things on their menu they're going to fix b c and d but a should be one of the community standards that they're going to put in and make that a priority for the next patch hey, you're weirdly cutting out and kind of snapping all over the place. It's kind of weird. I um, a lot of snaps. So um, that's going to be the hardest job to have. Uh, I, I, I'm somewhat familiar with that, uh, with, with dealing with stakeholders and stuff like that. The hardest job is to balance the needs of the game versus the needs of the community. For example, you have a bug and grit here. Maybe you can't pick up objects. But the only, the better way to fix picking up objects is to fix up fix the uh, the object engine. But in the meantime, the um the the community wants a new type of object. Do you put the new object in and leave the picking up objects alone, or do you refactor the whole engine, which prevents that new object from coming in? That's your that's your problem. This is gonna this is gonna be a week to week political kind of problem, and at a certain point. The salesman comes in, the marketer and the, the salesman come in. They say, look, we can sell 10,000 more games if we just do this third thing. So it's it's a it's 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 a lot of horse trading. If I'm going to use a grit term, there's a lot of horse <laughs> trading that goes on. And everybody who's spectating <laughs> all of a sudden seems to know how to be a software developer, but they're not one in their real lives. Well, deal. Deal with it. So are you waiting for people to get in the lobby? Yeah. 
So, I mean, just because I jumped in it right at the beginning. Right now, there's two minutes left before the match begins. So, I'm assuming it's going to be a pretty small lobby. There's only well, 16. Scope out the map. Know where everybody's hiding. Going to be mean, hiding. Graphically, it looks pretty Are good. Are you doing this on... on. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Where are you running this from? Uh, I'm playing on, on Epic Games. Are... Okay. Or do you mean. Is, you would think there would be more people. Yeah, you would think there would be more people in there, no? So I was initially, I am a tech, I'm, you know, by default a controller player. Um, but uh, right now I'm playing mouse and keyboard because the, I don't know if I just need to remap it or if it doesn't have the best support right now for controllers. But I can, like, I can switch back to my controller right now so I can move around and everything, but I don't know how to switch weapons. Um, it doesn't look like I have an option to switch weapons on my controller. Um, so everything else it looks like I can do just fine, but I probably, I don't know if I can do that from right here or not either. I might only be able to do that after the game. We'll see. So right now I'm playing on mouse and keyboard. No, that's why you're sucking so bad. Can't figure it exactly. out. Exactly. I'm not used to it. I'm bad at it. <laughs> Are those concrete it, buildings? It looks like it looks like it's looks like it's a little chunky too, like you're moving in chunks. Oh, uh, it's got there's some lag there because he's broadcasting. Is way on yeah, your side? Like, uh no, on my side it's super fluid. Okay, oh, uh, okay, cool. It's also Betty because I imagine I'm yeah. Can you stop sharing your micro your 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 video? Uh, your 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 picture that'll probably oh, yes Size, uh, let me do that there you go maybe that'll help oh yeah that way you're are you using wi-fi he's dead he's dead now you can you <laughs> can enable your mic he can't, he can't. <laughs> i'm back oh look at that okay. wild cards so are you do you have wi-fi or something what the fuck is that <laughs> Yeah, right now I am on Wi-Fi because I'm okay, upstairs that's... and I don't have a Ethernet. Good. The not sharing your camera Ethernet. will help here. It's this. It's a lot yeah. smoother already. Look at uh, this: a cowboy jumping out of a parachute. So that's a a a, a pre a pre a pre nineteen hundred Zeppelin, which of course does, doesn't exist. I'd love to see his. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> Look at the, the station. A wagon top. Yeah. What other kind of retro futuristic technology do we have here? Oh, yeah, boy, imagine how to out. imagine folding that motherfucker up into into a parachute. Because <laughs> it has Ooh, wood right on the rocks. Wham! And of course, All it's right, gone. Let's do it. He is sashaying. Look at him go. The hips are a wiggling. So someone just dropped over there. Oh, someone's right there. Does it say how many people? I can't really see how many people uh, I got are in here. There's one. Oh, you, can you shoot those. them while they're falling? Oh, yeah, Sixteen alive. I if see. I had a gun, I could. Oh, you got to go find one. Yeah, I got to go find one. I didn't have a good drop. Why didn't you land There's... on one, dude? That's what I would. Well, done. I I wasn't. <laughs> I was. I just wasn't really paying attention <laughs> that much. I'm used. I'm also used to the war zone drops, so they're a little bit quicker. There, oh, guns yeah. and ammo. There we go. There you go. Go kill somebody. So what this game that right, game so that probably... you said this was like? Yeah, we shouldn't just watch him play. We should actually yeah. do something. 
<laughs> well, uh, this, so this I, is I, Fortnite. I, 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 I mean, yeah, I was going to say this looks better than the last time I saw it. It's definitely been getting consistently better. Uh, yeah, the first playtest I played in was pretty bad compared to this. Uh, I kind of want to play this now. <laughs> you got to go with the shotgun, dude. The shotgun always. Yeah. But, double barrel. Have... I need shoddy ammo, though. And I, don't, find I can't it. read. I'm trying. I'm trying to learn the ammo types still. This yeah. Well, as as you're learning things, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something up because um, we were talking about it in the green room, and it was uh, the I listened to you guys' podcast finally, and so uh, from last Friday because um, I took a break from working very hard and went skiing. Well, I actually I went snowboarding. <laughs> Ski- I went skiing. He he works hard. He plays hard. So he's playing very hard. <laughs> and read uh, into that what you want. The, I mean, this, the show, there's a couple things. Two is one, uh, you know, Faz kept saying how he just did not want to talk about Gala, but then he ended up talking about Gala the whole show, which was funny. Because nobody else wanted to talk about anything else. The, I think the Faz standard caught my eye. Um, I really want to listen to it because uh, we've been doing, we've been working on Blockham's Razor with Forge and Crypto, um, which is essentially a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, a pro, uh, you know, looking at different protocols and reviewing them, whether it be different, you know, game companies or crypto companies, DeFi, things like that. Uh, and I think the fast standard being a, and we don't have this transparency review that you guys were talking about in that um, would be a, a great addition to integrate with the Blockham's Razor. Because um, we want to go deep. We want to go into the, you know, the tokenomics. Uh, we're actually looking to build out a... This is like this looks like PUBG. It is. It, it's that same style. It's that's yeah. exactly right. It's that. Who do you, kill do you have too? any blue wall coming at you eventually? By the way, you got to see who he's killing too, because if you get some of your a lot of your uh, your influencers, uh, Faz that are out there, like uh, Jake, he gets on here. You might have to like clip some of these and put those into shorts and and put the put that out on Twitter. Just saying. So as long as Betty gets gets good and can kill some people, but <laughs> find the right there. people to kill Betty. Come on, that. that's right. Get the right quit, quit fooling around with these cards and go that. shoot somebody. No, this is this is how you this is how you do it. <laughs> Not the game, man. Titan, you don't understand how games work. I have a short attention span. I want to kill things, even no, though I suck remember, gaming. Do you guys yeah. remember on in, MTV short attention span theater? No, we aren't from the 1920s. 1920s. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so we want to go. Yeah, so talking about blockers. We want to go. Yeah, yeah. We want to go into a lot of the the technical sides of these games. That horse just came out of nowhere, (laughs) (laughs) and he's gone. Look at that, full speed. So we want to talk about, we want to show the the technicals. We want to see, you know, what's the tokenomics? What do they look like? We want to dive in deep for those. We want to look at who the team is and dive in deep with them. We know, where have they been? Where have they been before? Who, and you're dead. Who, going to the gulag. Who, who, you know, who did they work for before? What, what qualifies them to be a, uh, you know, a game developer or a, uh, a, a DeFi, you know, get into the DeFi space, something like that. Um, and then utility too, you know, we have a, we have a whole 
a whole group of stuff that we want to look at. So. <laughs> okay, this guy doesn't fight very this? well. So this is basically, it's very similar to what Call of Duty does. It's so it's another chance to get like redeployed. So it's a 1v1, and if I win, I get to go back. Sweet. So he was just standing there. Get Apparently that guy. Yeah, you shoot like that. Get him? Punch him. Punch him. There we go. Well done. So Kick then, his uh, ass, T-Bass. <laughs> see, I'm not good at I need to get to my controller. I need to <laughs> get that controller. But I think adding to that, the transparency thought I was I was really uh I really liked you guys' conversation of going into that and you know, adding to I think there's a natural progression for people to lean towards more transparent in crypto than not. And I, I think it's a great thing to integrate into Blockham's Razor, some sort of transparency score or however you guys decide you're going to do your, your fast. Yeah, I think, I, I think definitely we need to, to come up with uh, all the areas in which we judge that. What I was wanting to do is we have a lot of people on CFA with a lot of strong opinions about what companies should do regarding transparency. And to me, some of it is very contradictory. Is that a forest fire? No, no it's, it's in, the, I'm in the storm right now. Okay. I wanted to kind of show at least what. So like if you're outside the border, it forces you, you know, closer and closer. Oh, so it is like PUBG. Yeah, it's like PUBG. It's like, with I mean, the it's blue, like with the blue all zone. these games are the same. They all they have they all have a storm, you know. Apex has a storm. Oh, so their uh, towns surrounded by calamities. <laughs> the calamity. Okay, you can't do that with a horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it took damage. Oh, it took damage. Yeah, that's 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 what happens when when with a horse is you have to shoot them after that because they're non-functional. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I grew up with cattle. General Kaizen says the FAS standard and the FAS score. Well, at Blockham's Razor, we're not going to call it the FAS score. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> FAS can he can he can <laughs> call things the FAS banana hammock or whatever he's going to do. <laughs> that's fine. Well, it's it's going to be we're going it, to that's going to be a nickname. I mean, there's oh. going to be some sort of transparency name. What happened to him? He just I I don't know. I got blown up from somewhere. Someone picked me off. Grenade. <laughs> grenade. Oh, dead at yeah, two hundred and fifty-five feet. Dang, he got you. Yeah, like the, horse, the horse would still be running in real life. It wouldn't have stopped killed, me. Killed by Hugh Jackman. Hugh. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> um, any, anyway, the, the whole point is that the the name Faz Standard is more meant to be a nickname. I'm, I'm hoping other people in crypto start using a transparency score because a lot of people are talking about transparency. Every company, or like you know, Binance, they're like, where are you putting your money? And they all want to show their their funds and stuff like that. Well, everybody seems to whatever P2E game is out there. They want to know what are they using their money for? Well, technically, they're just private companies. They don't have to tell you those things. And it's like, OK, fine. Demand that they're transparent. But give an example of a company whose transparency you like. And all of a sudden it gets quiet. Nobody knows. Yeah. So that's that's the key, though, here. Right. We right now, because this space is so new, we're actually, as community members, setting the standards for what is to be expected. The decentralization talk, the Web3 talk, all this stuff about open and free and everything else, 
that is what is being set. And if we set the bar low for transparency at the beginning, it's really hard to get that transparency up later. Whereas if we set the bar high now and companies try and back off of that later, okay. there's there's going to be your issue. So we so you need think, to push this hard now. So you think that projects, crypto projects, must have more transparency than any other non-crypto project out there, including you know companies with private stock. That's what I'm kind of hearing, which is I can't name a company with the amount of transparency that I like, but crypto with crypto, we need to establish a new standard of transparency that no one else has. Yes, yes. So that's going to be hard. That is, because no, it's not. I said it's going to be hard. Yeah, it is. Totally hard. It's only as hard because as you make. It, because it, because remember, the authorities right now seem to think that crypto is not a separate asset type. Maybe that'll work if crypto is its own asset type. And maybe it makes a certain amount of sense that if you're not holding it, anything in the company, at the very least, they should be trans, very transparent, if not more. But why? What you're really asking them to be is transparent because you're speculating on them, not transparent no, because you own anything. Go ahead. Listen, so so they're going to have to be transparent because they're going to all be deemed securities anyway. They're going to have to have a prospectus put out with all their financials in it. But securities it's already have going own, to be there. All they have, have to do is measure. add that to the crypto side. If you're a security, you already have your own measure. So what you should say is um, a gaming company must be as transparent as um, a company that currently holds securities. But those companies aren't that transparent all the time. They are less transparent than what, what I hear people talking about with P2E games. They want to know where they got where they got their money from, how they're spending it, um, you know, how many wallets they have. You don't hear that from publicly traded companies right now. You hear you hear you hear um, totals and averages, and this is what we made this quarter. Okay, we can do that. That's fine for crypto companies. Why do you need to know where their fucking wallets are and what they're buying on any given day? I mean, just just uh, yesterday on CFA, I'm seeing people start to look into wallets. Where, That's right. What's what went in, what went out, who knew, and when did they know it? You don't hear that with with traditional securities. So again, I ask you, why why are companies which you do not? Oh, sorry, why are companies that hold securities that are crypto? more account why must they be more accountable than traditional securities because it's 2023 and it's not business as usual anymore then this is a different asset class should the traditional companies be held to that higher standard too then <laughs> that's a See, bigger if, topic. if you were to, if you were that's to go a very buy, bigger topic if you were to go buy refrigerators and, and stoves from westinghouse are you going to start asking where the money from the stove you purchased where's that going and what no, wallet but, is it in Listen, no, with, you're the, not. That's with, the, with the age of the Internet and people being way more informed now, yes, people and consumers who go buy appliances that get a 20 year warranty want to know that company is going to be there 20 years from now. They and people who are in the crypto. It's, it's, it's a big numbers game for them. They, they don't actually do it. They contract out to company number number three, of which may or may not be publicly traded themselves. And they don't have to tell you anything. See, that's just what's going to happen if, if you do that. They'll just contract out to somebody else. Then you won't see the wallets. What you're really what you're really doing 
by insisting on full transparency of wallets in every transaction is just for them to use a private blockchain. XRP allows this. So they'll just start using XRP. But I think what you can do with a, you know, when you're in a emerging economy, emerging, you know, industry. If you set a new standard. Is you set a standard to where then people Mm -hmm. will have to follow that standard. Now, if you make it too strict or too over uh, overreaching on one end, you're going to go the same way that we're sitting on this side where a private company doesn't have to do anything regardless of what they sell you, right? Because they're private. But if, you, if you're able to do something fair and equitable for the business, you know, to get information for the people that are involved, I think, I think you can get some stuff really moving. And I think you can get the people behind it because right now, crypto is full of people that want that. Of course they do. I'm yes. Just, I'm just hearing, and if I'm that's just where the money is flowing in, I'm that's where other companies are going to go to. No, what I'm hearing is two different rules. This secure a crypto security and a non-crypto security. Crypto security must have more transparency than a non-crypto security. I'm kind of wondering still what the difference is between a crypto security and a non-crypto security. I don't think I was being uh different. I don't think I was giving no, too well, I was still I was still harping on Titan. Actually. Okay. Okay. You so what's the difference ahead, Titan, between a crypto security and a non-crypto security? I, I, I'm not sure I understand what you're trying to define. What do you mean by non-crypto security and a well, we, we, We've been security. talking about uh, how uh, crypto companies, PTE companies in particular, need to be more transparent um, than even regular securities. And so you should know what's in their wallets, when they spend, how they spend, and so on. Okay. Regular securities so- don't do that. Okay. So right, they don't have to if they don't want to, but that's where the money is going to flow. The more transparent a company is with that, the more secure people are going to feel. That's where they're going to put their money. You, you so realize these, that these the more you tell, secu- the, you realize the more that you tell, the more of your business process you're giving away, right? If you're good, you don't have to worry about that. If you're good, so wait a minute. Mm-hmm. If if we know that company A uses five wallets with five hundred thousand dollars in their piece, you can start inferring how they run their company, and then you can do that yourself and do a better job than them. Now, Look, traditional that's a, companies, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you that. because that's a complete farce. I've been in business and I've ran business and I've had people try to steal my business many a times. And I'll tell you right now, if you're doing things the right way, your business will succeed. What is the right way? It'll be fine. The right way that gets the customers to pay you money for it, for whatever you're doing. If you're not doing it the right way, you're going to fail or you're not doing right by your employees. Like I've had businesses in the past where an employee left my company, stole employees from me, stole customers from me, started the exact same businesses I had going. And he lasted six months before he failed because he couldn't pay employees and do anything else because he didn't know what he was fucking doing. Well, he knew okay. everything else so that I was doing. He okay, knew so everything I was doing. You you have a point in saying the person must be must be knowledgeable enough to to take advantage of what they know. I'm not suggesting that any old person can do it. I'm suggesting somebody who knows their shit can do it. If they if they can reverse engineer your company, that is why companies keep a lot of the stuff private. That's yeah. why they, they balk so much. Yeah, and that's it's a. I think it's a knee jerk reaction. Everybody is afraid that they're going to get their stuff stolen. That things are going to happen. <laughs> Look at Gala. The, you know, you got to sign NDAs left and right for all this stuff. Look, we're not stealing your game. We're not going to steal what you're doing. Hell, what you're doing is out in public right now. Like the stuff that we're seeing. You know, if well, you sign an NDA, isn't enough. Remember, that remember, um, when you put something out matters according to contracts that you have with with. 
with different partners and marketing matters. And so the NDA could be as simple as, yeah, we know the game is out there, but we're going to deploy it at a such and such a time. And that's based on maybe, uh, I don't know, agreements with with the uh, third parties like the Walking Dead stuff. Yeah. For example, Walking Dead might want the game to come out when a new movie comes out or something. Yeah. So, I think, uh, so Josh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, Faz, it, it, to kind of go back and, and talk a little about what Forged was talking about, you bought, you've said yourself many times, you bought into Gala Games because of Eric Shiremeyer. That was the reason. There could be another, there could be big time, there could be EVIO. Playable is a great example, right? We, we don't know. You know, there's Old Bull is not some famous gamer from another genre, but if they do this things that are similar to Gala, they're going to have a different model completely. And people are still going to buy Gala because of Eric. It has nothing to do with business style, how much money's in well, the bank. I did, but I don't think a lot of other people did. Personally, I think I a did. lot of people bought Gala because of Eric. Yeah, I think they I mean, bought it because the they he had the pedigree. He had the pedigree. Maybe, maybe. Well, I want to address Josh B says, I don't know if I'm a fan of enforcing transparency. Companies will just hide poor practices anyway. Customers will gravitate to projects that get it right. Let the people decide. And I think that's exactly what the FAS standard does is it gives the people yep. an idea of here's what we see. You're, we're not enforcing anything, or I shouldn't say we. You guys aren't enforcing anything. You're just saying here's a standard that we like, that we think is good for the for the community. And you guys can decide. You guys can decide. Now those companies can look at it and say, look, the community really loves this standard. We need to make sure that we uh, we uh, adhere to this standard or get a high score. Therefore, the community is going to like me. Right. So I don't think it's an enforcement rule at all. I think it's just something that, you know, you can do across the board to give people information so they can make good decisions. Blockham's Razor and the FAS standard are additional tools that people don't have right now to help them make a decision on whether something is good for them or not. That's all it is. And the more tools people have, the better they're going to feel, the more secure they're going to feel, and the better experience they're going to have. I've been harping on this forever. The player experience is the number one attractor to a game. People can tolerate glitches. They can tolerate problems. They can't tolerate a shitty experience on a platform. I agree. I agree. Good stuff, man. So, so speaking of, of shitty uh, experiences, how many people out there have had a shitty experience keeping their V3 Gala node running now that we've switched over to V3? One solution to that is nerdnode.io. You, it's like belly button lint, right? You you have this, you have belly button lint. Aluminum siding compared to aluminum and, siding. And, and you pick it out of there and it just shows up again and again. And these problems with Windows and these servers just dropping and you losing tokens oh, on a daily no. basis, unacceptable. To make it acceptable, go to nerdnode.io, onboard there. It's a 30-minute process. You schedule your time right there, and a live person will walk you through it, get you set up, and make those nodes hum, baby. <laughs> nerdnode.io. Do it now. Well, yeah, quite, quite the day today, actually, with Nerdnode uh, being the, the changeover. Um, I'm probably going to butcher exactly what happened, but talking with the team... <laughs> 
they had so they they're the docker uh side <laughs> of um gala's side the docker side they i don't know if they pay for the cheap one or what's happening here but there was a limitation on the, amount the train of, okay of the amount of, of the information that was being able to pass and apparently the ipfs they were storing a lot of the images on ipfs because the the uh what is it the node um dashboard was showing different than the actual app.gala.games app site. If you clicked on my nodes, it was showing difference on what's up and what's not. You know, and on our back end, we showed everything was up and running. But we, obviously, we were getting kind of nervous. We're like, hey, why is this not showing? You know, we're trying to chat with Gala and doing all this kind of stuff. And it was a, but apparently, it was a lot of the um, IPFS and uh, the, the Docker situation that was kind of going on and not showing the right stuff. But I'll tell you one thing. The V3 switchover has been good for Nerd Node, so there's been a lot of people coming. That's that's good. It's about time. Uh, I I like the concept of that. I heard, oh, what was it? There's this project right now that will automatically do some. Um, is it the Bifrost wallet? So the Bifrost wallet uh, hosts Songbird and Flare, and what you have to do is every two weeks you have to re like stake your Flare. And so now they're coming out with an automated system. That wallet is coming out with an automated way to automatically restake your 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 stuff. And and Nerd Node seems that seems a lot like Nerd Node, where people have to take actions in order to get their money staked or get get their their crypto. And you have these companies now, I think, that are they're starting up to take advantage of of that. That's kind of almost right. like a level two of of. of yeah, we uh, just take yeah, taking the work out of out of all the stuff, and I've said it many a times. The best thing for the ecosystem and the network is to run it yourself. Uh, you know, decentralize that network as much as possible. But I know there's a lot of people that aren't as technologically advanced, or can can, or even have the time to do time. a lot of times what has to happen. Uh, I mean, heck. So I was okay, talking, I was just talking to you before this started. Yep, about Here. about the fact that my nodes are down and I got to get yeah. them back up. I'm like, <laughs> I need some I'm like, Viagra. Send me an API key. I'll get them up and running. Like, just do that. Like, and then so, you know, when you're ready, then you start running them again. Like, it's I mean, it's a matter of like community here. Let's help each other out, right? So, uh, okay. Well, what I was trying to get into was the the whole fact that uh, now that crypto is getting bigger, you start ha seeing a lot of people want to custody your stuff and to do things for you with crypto. And I think that's good, personally, because a lot of <laughs> – did you see that from the side there? <laughs> I just saw this gun come out and shoot him that in the head. He didn't die. Yeah. just blew his hat off. Um, so... <laughs> and he's shooting that guy over and over again with a fucking shotgun, and he's not dying. How did, anyway, he, how did he not die? It's pregame lobby. Okay, okay, I'm like, what? How are you not dying? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a pregame lobby. Sorry, it was just too funny. Well, um, I want to shoot his hat off. But I see this, uh, I see blood flying everywhere, but nobody's dying. Any, anyway, so I see it as, as a nice ecosystem kind of building up where you have people, you can manage the wallets yourself, you can manage the nodes yourself, but then you have companies getting in there and managing things for you. You you have, so you have a mix of, of people and, and companies in there. That's that's where money is made. And that's how, that's how an ecosystem is, is healthy. Um, it's just, so there's, there's a danger though, right? Because if you have all these service companies doing everything that, that decreases decentralization though, too, the, the Amazon effect, the Amazon. Yeah. AWS so, effect. so, so that is like a real thing. Mm -hmm. We, we, sh we tell people all the time, get your, get your coins off of exchanges, get them away from there. 
but custody them over here instead. I mean, yeah. what? it's like silliness. It's like, so it is. I, I think I like there's a limit. Ends. Like having having the the Bifrost, because I know we got that with Songbird. You and I got set up on that. And it's a <clears throat> it's a private wallet, and there's a service being plugged into it that will allow for that. Now, eventually, people are going to get smart, and they're going to start charging for stuff like that, right? But as long as it stays on that on that independent platform, I don't have a problem with that. I think that's great. I don't mind paying a, a couple of of tokens to to have that extra service either. Yeah. And, I, and, and we see that too. I, was, I love the idea of decentralization. There's very few things that are decentralized or, at, it, you know, like Faz likes to say, on a scale of decentralization. But that's one of the goals that we have at NerdNode is to just, you know, make it decentralized. We're going to push out our own nodes to have people uh, to be able to host in their own homes so they can decentralize that network. I, I call uh, it a then, spectrum. Titan hates that word, but that's spectrum. what we're doing. Spectrum. Hey, uh, General Kazan, thanks for the shout out, man. I appreciate that. So, do we have any? By the way, my my Discord, my my first Discord, which I started my own personal Discord, like 2017, I think. Um, it was my personal trade journal, is what I started it as, and I called it Crypto Kaizen. So there you go, General Kaizen. What does Kaizen mean? Uh, it I think it means in, improvement. It's like a Japanese word for improvement. Let me see. Boy, isn't this nice that you could just find weapons laying around <laughs> all over the place? Yeah, so it's uh, it it's is nice. Yeah, weapons everywhere. Wait till the Astro game starts. There won't be as many weapons. No. Well, right now you got to think too, right? It's such a limited server size. Like these are seventeen-person lobbies. Warzone, for instance, is one hundred and fifty. <laughs> so it's just you know, on a it, it still need has some room to scale. I would say, to say the least. There's someone in here. Oh yeah, I wonder how many lobbies are going at one time. Do you think there's more than seventeen actual people playing right now? Yes, yes. I think the lobbies are limited to twenty people right now. Is, to is that a, a Molotov? <laughs> dynamite. That? No, it's a dynamite. That was oh, I couldn't tell. I just it was weird. Oh, I swear there was someone in here. It didn't didn't hurt the building at all. No, there is not building damage. It's not battlefield. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Maybe, I mean, but we're seeing, you know, like Fortnite just recently migrated to Unreal Engine 5 and it's really, really nice right now. And so I, think... I thought I saw like five years ago, they were they were starting to advertise games that you could start shooting through walls and stuff like that. Oh, no. Yeah, that ex I mean, yeah, there's I, I play it. There's a lot of those out there right now. I mean, I think this is still I would just imagine the server constraints are pretty high on this. And that's why they limit it so much. Well, I mean, the, so... the problem. Oh, go ahead. No, so no, no. Finish your discussion because I wanted to bring up a good point. Uh, I was we, starting we to get technical over it earlier. I was no, starting to get technical, technical. About, about having having uh, characters not be able to clip through walls, but their bullets can. However, in a lot of video games, they they don't actually render the bullets. Some they do, but um, when you shoot, it just does a little ray trace to find out what, where the person exactly. is. But it can it can probably get confusing for the programmers. Like so, which, which things can you go through? You can't go through walls, uh, rocks, but you can go through walls. Go ahead. Titan. No. So, so I wanted to talk about this a little bit. You might be able to provide a bit of context on that. Um, <laughs> you know, Betty, Betty was talking a moment God, the ago. The sensitivity about, on this is insane. 
like server issues, right? So in in blockchain gaming, these a lot of these servers with these engines are moving into that that centralized server motion and uh, server side feeding things out. Do you think that inhibits or makes it better for blockchain gaming? Oh, that guy binked me. He knocked your hat off. Yeah, I did. You're just One more time, the what was the question dude. again? Mr. Titan. He's talking about server constraints and like these games moving to like uh, more centralized servers just because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at how much, you know, compute power they're using for some of these things, it makes more sense for them to do that. And I think the LE uh, node that they sold is going to push towards that same thing, right? Because you get the ability to have, yeah, well, the node itself, you're probably going to have to run it on something pretty beefy because you're going to have the ability to run your own game in 25, you know, however big that well, game gets. Is it, wasn't gonna that going to be that run. way with Townstar as well? I, I thought Townstar was going to run the game on the node. And yeah, they promised that you'd be able to run it locally. And, and that's and kind of the just, question I'm getting at. When you host your map, when you're hosting it from your node and it's using the map because you, you, I think a node is called a planetary node. So it's it's you're, you're hosting one or many maps on your node, depending on its its CPU power. And if you host it, you get paid. Well, right. but that that's just putting an NFT on on a on a on a node. I'm talking about. You know, you have server side control and server side uh, push for these games. Why do you need a node just to host an NFT? Okay, so no, no isn't that overkill? I, I'm I'm hearing some some conflation here, or at least some misunderstanding. Nodes are NFTs. So if the uh, if the if you're running a node, you're running a CPU that the game can run on. And oh. well, actually, <laughs> I should be more clear. Damn it. The NFTs are the license to run it. I suppose anybody could download the node software and run it, but the the NFT is the actual license to where you'll get paid for it. Be- so the the license, of course, is to show he paid all this money. He's a he's a proper person that should be rewarded. Anybody else who might run that node software without a license, they're not going to get rewarded. So there's nothing wrong with that. You're you're rewarded well, for the games that you host. That's that's kind of what I'm asking because I'm I'm kind of stupid when it comes to these nodes, right? And I'm trying to learn. And the the projection to me at least was that there's going to be the the actual like for I know it's not like this, but to explain it, your the game gets downloaded to your node. The node then serves up that game where other people can connect. And when you have a big enough node network. Those files are all hosted and spread out everywhere. It makes the game run from those nodes. But what I'm hearing now is that nodes are just a giant hard drive to store NFTs on. Okay. Okay. So does that help right. explain what uh, okay. I'm trying to I'm, get to? I'm hearing I'm hearing some word salad here. So <laughs> so there's Because I told you I'm okay. stupid. I don't okay, know. Well, I'm trying me, to let learn. Me, let me fill you in. So the nodes themselves. So if I install a node on my beefy gaming machine, uh, it might be, let's say it's a spider tank node, and maybe I can host two maps on it. Great. So if I have the license for two maps, I'll be rewarded for that. Now, each of those maps, um, honestly, they'll probably have the files on my computer, a copy of all those files. But they could easily have the copy of those files somewhere else, like on IPFS somewhere. Um, 
Remember, though, IPFS has copies of files on your computer and other people's computers. So there's local and remote IPFS files. The way that um, uh, web pages work right now is uh, you'll host some on your own server, but then you might uh, uh, point to a library like, I don't know, jQuery that might exist on another server. And so all you're going to do is put a little URL in the web page. And so every time it needs to make a jQuery, it needs to... to do a jQuery evaluation, it'll go download that and then it'll run it from there. So as far as uh, that's the conflation I'm hearing, you're going to run everything on your computer. Your computer is where it goes. <coughs> Something they haven't talked about is reliability scores. If you have a low reliability score, I don't think you're going to be rewarded. They're going to find out really quick that you can have a node license, yet you should not be rewarded because your server just sucks. So there's there's going to be other things that are coming up with this. But as, as, as far as the, the, the NFT themselves, remember, an NFT, I like to say that that's, that's provenance. It's, it's a notarized statement saying you have a license for the server, thus you should be rewarded. It says who owns it, basically. That's what an NFT is. But you're still not explaining to me why you need a node. The node is needed to run the game. You cannot play that game without a node for the game to run on. So it's a game license. No, it's a game. So the node is the server, and the license is so that you can get rewarded from that server. Now, if you look at AWS or Google, uh, AWS has lots of servers out there too. Um, it's just centralized; they control all the servers. The way the nodes no work, way. The way the nodes work, <laughs> Gala Games, so to speak, doesn't control all the servers. They just say, "Hey, whatever servers are out there, I have a game to run." And then your server says, I can run it. And then it says, okay, well, you can have these three players or these 30 players come to your, your machine. Maybe it'll, it'll figure out how powerful your machine is and give you a maximum of how many it can handle. So it's run okay. on the actual games run on your actual machine. Let's just hope that you're reliable. <laughs> Not a good outing that's a, for me. That's a better Probably explanation. Thank you. That was very thorough. Good job. Good job. Not you, Betty. You suck. No, I know. I'm this. This is, <laughs> this is hurting. This is making my confidence go down, man. So the problem, the the thing that Gala Games is doing right now is the very fact that if you own a node at all, you're getting you're getting rewarded for it. You're not getting rewarded for anything but a ping. And of course, that's kind of to test the network, but they're still building out the network. So mm, and eventually they're going to start adding things on. So it's going to get harder and harder to run a node because the requirements are going to go up more and more. It's like, oh, now you actually have to have two processors. Ooh, now you have to have four. Uh, and then so that's actually why I didn't buy a whole fuckload of nodes when they first came out. Just because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have enough to run them because I'd never heard of nerd node at that time. Nerd node is huh. going to find out pretty quick about CPU power when it goes up that all those machines better be, you know, top of the line. There's, there's going to be a oh. certain point of pain spent, that you're going to have to keep ahead of. Oh, we've spent a fuck ton, so. <laughs> Already for just the stuff that we're, I mean, we're hosting thousands of nodes now, and we have room for thousands more. Now, if they incredibly that, drastically. That makes increase, Nerd Node basically AWS. It's, that's, that's what I was getting at. It's another form yeah. of AWS. Yeah. And that's not bad. It's, it's. It's good because it's not owned by Gala. It's owned by somebody else. Right. And right. there's nothing to prevent those people from leaving NerdNode and going to a NerdNode competitor, wherever 100%. they are, whenever they exist. Yeah. And there's a few of them out there uh, that do some stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's uh, there's there's more to the whole 
system that we're trying to do here. So, yeah. Fun. So, so, so yeah, when, when you play a game right now, like this grit gameplay on Epic Games, there's centralized servers there. Yeah, decentralized globally. That Now, ideally, if, if these Gala nodes were to take off the way that they had originally stated, you'll never be able to shut down a game because as long as there's people out with nodes, that game will be playable somewhere in the world. Um, Gala right. could even abandon the game completely, but as long as, as your node is, is, is able, as long as you say you have a Townstar node, Townstar will always be able to be run. The only question is, right now you have to have an account with Gala Games to play the game. Who are you going to have an account with? So they'd, they'd actually have to back themselves out and make somebody actually kind of manage the account part. And that, that would have to be decentralized too. That's we, what Titan we have been really through like. this. Well, we've been through this before too, because those NFTs that you own, you don't really own. And if if Townstar dries up, the Gala, NFTs? yeah, Gala is going to strip wait, off their IP from wait, that. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Oh. You actually do own the NFTs. Yes, they're features in the game. So, like a Tesla coil, that's an NFT. That's a playable piece in the game. That's a feature of the game. Gala Games at the moment that I'm aware of is not going to be removing features from the game that they decide to go under. No, those NFTs are still going to be there because the game is designed for anybody who owns that feature to play that game. So we, well, you, you got to get off this idea that NFTs are nothing. Well, the NFTs are something that NFT is not just tied to that game, right? I can come along and I can make a, a town star copy and I can say, Hey, anybody who has a town star NFT, you can use it in this game, and it's going to do X, Y, Z. And that's already You're been done, earn. right, Mr. Nate? What's that? That's already been done with Vox, right? Um, I, I know there's a couple people that have been uh, making some Vox games, but uh, it's still with the Vox in it. I'm saying, right. like, you could actually take, uh, say, a tank game that's completely different than Spider Tanks and just say, yeah. But I want all the Townstar NFTs to be a part of this. Right. Be right? Because so. if I, I like to liken it like a chess set. You could right now, you could buy chess set, a chess set, and you'll get pieces for yeah. all the chess pieces. You can play them on any board you want. You don't have right. to play them on the approved board or right. the one that they came with. You could you could draw squares on the on in the dirt and play chess that way. Those NFTs really they represent a a, a game mechanic. That anybody can 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 use. So I know it's 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 hard to wrap your mind around the fact that NFT is just a picture or an NFT is just a concept. Those concepts, once they're owned, will have value. Well, there's going to be the 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 in the next bull run. I think we're going to see these games come out that are going to basically utilize other game nfts into a into their game and they're going to create their own game token right and they're going and it's just going to be a it'll be a giant rug pull right so they're going to know that you can play this game and this token is <laughs> going to go out here and they're going to get you know 50 percent of the token and 50 percent is going to go to the player and then all of a sudden boom they sell it they're out and it's worth nothing I, I'm I'm looking at the Faz Radio chat and somebody and I, I won't identify them. They can identify themselves. Us uh, said, "Titan, you're not ready to go down the node rabbit hole." <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! 
Well, I'm I'm trying to learn more about that. I'm very <clears throat> weak on this node stuff. I finally figured out how to throw it onto Ubuntu and keep it running stable. And I know it's a ping machine. And it'll at the run moment, stable but... just fine until the until the requirements go up and you have to actually start running games. Then you'll be like, Dan, this little this little pea shooter I'm running it on isn't working anymore. <laughs> well, you need, to, uh, you need to figure out how yeah. to get the Faz Radio chat on the side over here so we can see the Faz Radio we chat. Act, so there's actually a plug-in for OBS that does this, but OBS kept crashing on me and, and terminating the entire thing, and I can't trust it anymore on this computer. So I kind of haven't yet. That's an ID10T error because right now I'm the picture you see of my face is being run through OBS. Then maybe you should uh, just share your screen with the uh, the Faz Radio chat, and that would solve everything, right? <laughs> but then we don't get to see that dome, the Chrome dome. <laughs> no, he could share the screen like Betty's doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just share the screen. Gotcha, gotcha. You can add the, multiple screens to the to this. The problem is, I've got to get a new machine because the messages won't even load because I have so much crap open. Wait, on wait, this wait, wait. You, you just explained how easy it was, and now you're backtracking. Okay, no, that's fine. I'm not that's backtracking. Fine. I'm saying this this shit this shit box that I have is so <laughs> that's slow. Really awkward looking. Poor horse. Oh, but he's right about look at I that. Stole it. Come on. <laughs> so oh, are you no. waiting for the next are you waiting for the next? Yeah, 24 seconds. Okay, that's so that's better Anthony than that said that. Two minutes. So well, so it's, yeah. it's been counting down for two minutes. So the, the point with the nodes or NFTs thing that, that Titan brought up is 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 a good example of how people misunderstand things about web three. Um I really think that Gala Games or any PDE gaming company needs to do a better job of communicating or a better job of explaining what the fuck NFTs are. Because all the people, all, all the whales that are getting in, they get it. That's why they have so much, you know, that's why, that's why they, 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 they have so much stuff and they make so much money on these things. Nobody else does. And once somebody is able to translate for the, the common man what the hell an NFT, a gaming NFT is, that's when they're going to take off. Yep. I agree with that. Faz and I don't always agree on I think on we things, should. We, we should probably, we're an, we're an hour in. Let's let's move to open mic. What does the community have to say? Oh, and I'm going to call out in on Faz Radio, too. Uh, Anthony R.A. and Groove were talking uh, in the some of the CFA channels today. Hey, if they'd like to join. We could send them. They, to they've got to, yeah, they've got to come on. Uh, I would love to hear Anthony talk. Uh, he's got a fantastic outlook on pretty much anything you throw okay. him. The guy How figured about... out HLF. The groove is fantastic uh, on many levels. The, on uh, the so I'm going to put the stream yard here in the Faz radio premium channel. For anybody who wants to join, I, I don't know how many seats we have. I think we have like 10 seats. So um, I'm just going to put it there and see if people want to join. Oh, boy. Bring it. So it's there. If anybody's listening, we do on. have six people online right now. Uh, I should probably uh, say you could just say here, Mr. Mr. Titan in that channel instead of Faz Radio Premium, Faz Radio pra Patron. And anybody well, can see it, the channel will see it. Th that's great, but I can't get into Discord right now. Who is sharing their stream screen of the Discord? 
It's not me. That's weird. I can't get I can't get into Discord either. Oh, weird. Yeah, uh, the messages I sent they're they're turning red. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I'm locked out. Somebody just hacked into the Discord. <laughs> Let's hope not. Well, is it is it all Discords or is it <clears throat> I don't know. Let's switch over to Gala. Uh, Let me try. Down Detector. Yeah, downdetector.com. Whoa! I just clicked on Gala Games and it said, whoops, you've got an ultra rare error. Please reload the page or go check our status page. So let's try that. Uh, I think it's all Discord. Yeah, my Discord's down as well. You hear it live. (laughs) Okay, Down Detector has a lot of uh, outages reported just now. Discord um, status is down. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Wait, there it goes. It refreshed and says all systems operational. Lies. Okay, let's. Uh... Okay, yeah, it posted now. Yeah, nope. maybe it was just a hiccup up. No, no, I, I got. Uh... One of my messages posted, but the other ones are not. I can't get that link to go in. Yeah, my Discord's wow. still. Wow. All right. Anyway, that's fucked up. Uh, hopefully, okay. those yeah, those links will maybe post if you want to join us. Otherwise, uh, Mr. Nate, throw us some DAO stuff. Anything happened in the last week with the DAO? Still waiting. Same thing. Still waiting. Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. So I'm building other things. So. Okay, the link is in Faz Radio Premium. If anybody can see it now, uh, I can't post any other messages right now, but it's it's uh, it got that link up there. There we go. Come into the stream yard. It's acting all fucked up. Good. That's Speaking of centralized servers, Jesus. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So, so what are we gonna stream next week? What game? Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh... um, we could do Champions Ascension next week. We could take a look at it. They actually oh, yeah. had some. They had a huge AMA today. Today, where they announced uh, basically the Champions Ascension team. Uh, the entire team is still together, but they formed a new company. It's called Play Labs, P L A I, and they are actually using a bunch <laughs> of like generative AI software in their engine now. Um, for all the new combat mechanics and stuff that are going to become to champions. There's some pretty cool things going on and they, um, yeah, it's, they had a big announcement today about their elemental mint, which is basically the majority of it is for the prime ascendant holders. So people who have been in the ecosystem for a little while and were a part of that very first drop they did, uh, those people are going to be able to freely mint their next highest tier of, uh, NFTs, which are going to be called the, uh, elementals. So that's going to be happening on the 25th, and there's going to be a public mint right after it on the 27th, uh, depending on supply. So it'll definitely be something to look up, uh, check out a little bit more. They're going to release some more information in their uh, Discord that kind of wraps up what they went over in the AMA, but it was a really good one. Yeah. Excellent. Their, uh, info. Yeah, let's their... try that. Weren't you playing their battle stuff recently, too? I was. Yeah, no, they have a really, it's, to me, it is the, seems like that world, like the kind of World of Warcraft style, right? It's a whole world within a world, like there's, and they're really opening it up to the community to 
you know, build what they want to build in it. It's they're like, hey, we want you guys to provide, you know, some of the stories. We want you guys to be making lore about your favorite characters, and so they're doing things in a cool way. Um, <clears throat> I'm definitely interested to see how they keep going. Nice. We have a question, Mr. Crypto View. I got an epic horse for Gallivers for this game. Is this horse or a skin any of those? So, yeah. So, basically, there's different level horses. So, you see, I jump on this one right now. I don't know if you can see in the bottom left-hand corner of my screen, it says Steed Speed. Um, so, basically, the horses the you purchase, speed. you will have your own native horse with you that you can... I believe it will be with you on your drop. Um, you'll be able to have it right off the bat because a lot of the gameplay is based around horse. Like there's whole different uh, combat mechanics for horse gameplay and stuff like that. So those will be just higher tiered horses in game um, <clears throat> that you'll be able to use. Like this is just a random one I found because I don't think they've implemented those features all the way yet. So, or at least from my understanding, they haven't. So, so this is just what they've dropped in the game. It's not like yeah, a okay. horse. Where is that going? Have you guys played Meow Cats? Have you guys played any of the mobile games that they brought out? I haven't even seen it. Yeah. I've touched on them a little bit. Yeah, we were playing a couple in the in the office the other day. I mean, it's a game people will play. So how do you get to these games? I haven't, I haven't, I guess, looked on Gala games. Those are mobile games. You can just get them on either the like uh, iOS app store, app store, or the whatever the Google Play Studio or store. And oh, uh, Google yeah. now allows. Oh, Google and Apple now allow NFTs. No, not not. Quite. <laughs> can of worms <laughs> open. Yeah, so there was that one announcement, I don't know if you guys saw that, basically in the EU, um, they are like forcing Apple, basically, to allow third-party app stores on the plat on iOS devices. So basically, people won't be pigeonholed into only using the native iOS app store. Um, and so that will allow people to circumnavigate the 30% royalty fees that Apple has on all in-game microtransactions, which would include things like anything from like a distribution in a game or whether you're purchasing character skins in-game, whatever that may be. So that'll be interesting to see in the EU how that progresses first and if they're able to, you know, bring that over here to the States. But I'm not I think that was starting the first quarter of this year, if I wasn't if I'm not mistaken. Okay, uh Betty, uh, not Betty. Anthony has joined without a camera. Let's see if we can hear him. Are you there, Anthony? Yeah, I'm nice. here. Can you hear me? Yep. Um, Anthony's uh, on CFA, and he has a lot. Of, usually, has a lot of good things to say. Uh, let me move this out of the way. Uh, usually, has a lot of good things to say and some good criticism uh, about the things that Faz Radio talks about. Uh, <laughs> did you have any two cents on the nodes? I have a lot of two cents on the nodes, actually. <laughs> um, go for it. I don't know. I don't know if we have enough time to go into all of it. Um, there's there's a lot of ambitions uh, that they have for the nodes, and there's a lot of things that they could do with the nodes. Um, and I think the problem they have right now is the tech stack, right? What they chose to use, um, right? For Geary, Hyperledger Fabric, 
um, any, anytime you pick like a blockchain framework, there's limitations, right? How many nodes are in a consensus, how many you can have operating at the same time. Um, and 50,000 nodes is actually a lot. Um, Ethereum actually has a lot of nodes uh, when it moves to proof of stake. I think there are almost like 500,000 um, potential nodes. But mute, they only... mute the chips. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, it's rollers, have... not chips. <laughs> but um, for, for Ethereum, they, they cycle through consensus. And so they have like almost 500,000 eligible nodes to be part of the consensus group. And then they only have 33 of them at one time actually in that consensus group um, doing the validation. Um, Hyperledger Fabric is kind of interesting. Um, and they do a different model than most consensus groups where as a person, when you sign a transaction, you send in what they call an endorsement to uh, the what a couple of peer nodes. Um, they pick at random. Um, the client itself does the load balancing stuff. So it does a lot of the magic behind closed doors. But essentially that node runs the code, comes up with an answer and returns it back saying, hey, this is what I, this is what I get as this transaction. Is it valid? Is it invalid? Uh, and then the client collects that. And if there's enough nodes agreeing to what you want to do, um, you get the go ahead on your end. And then it gets sent to what they call the ordering node, which then mints it to the blockchain. So this is so, probably a little bit high level. Well, I do um, have a question about that. So what you're talking about sounds like you're talking about is the mechanics of how it is right now. Um, okay. Well, that, that's how it is right now, but can't you see that they're just setting up a framework to be used later? And this is just kind of oh. getting things going? Um, I didn't really got that far. I mean, like what they have right now, I'm just going over kind of the basics behind, because like Hyperledger Fabric is completely different than what any other blockchain anybody has ever looked into or knows about. Like a lot of people are used to the, the rotating consensus group model where this is a little bit different. And that's kind of like where I was trying to get like, this is where the limitation comes in, right? So because those nodes need to run um, those transactions to let you know what kind of result they get, they need to have the, the what they call the world state or the most like up-to-date data on the entire network. If that node doesn't, it will fail that transaction on you. And if enough of them fail, um, there's a problem. So like one of the biggest concerns that I have, right, with, you know, this is going on the blockchain side, not necessarily the game workload specific side, that's a different beast. I think that's what you guys were talking about a little bit before um, on the channel was like Last Expedition and uh, Townstar. That's like a game specific workload that's running the game server. Um, I like to go a little bit more on like the blockchain side because it kind of like pieces all that together. Um, and they're saying that every founder's node is going to be one of these peer nodes. And a problem that I see with that is data gossip. So every node needs to be able to have the right data all up to date at the same time. And when you try to do that with 50,000 nodes, um, there's, there's performance concerns. Um, we, well, there's, know, there's actually was... blockchains that, that, that deal with that. Like the Holochain blockchain actually deal, has, a, has a gossip um set up for example. yeah solana solana has a very interesting one um <clears throat> they actually have like a two-tier um gossip because all blockchains do it all blockchains need a gossip um data um but like the 
the the thing about most blockchains is that because it rotates groups, consensus groups, um, you get elected into that group because they know you have the most up-to-date world state. So, so what's fabric? It doesn't. So what, what's your overall message that you're trying to say is that they're just not ready yet or, or you don't see how it's going to work. I wouldn't say that. I think I, so Hyperloader Fabric is really, you know, awesome. There's a lot of cool things that it does. I just think that the picture that they're trying to portray to everyone is not really what we should expect. Well, and I, not necessarily because it's 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 not what we should do. It's more of like what can the tech do? I, I think they're they're my two cents is that they're still building it out. They have some technology out there to just show as a proof of concept. I mean, having worked as a web developer for many years. Uh, a lot of the the first websites, uh, the initial website we'll put out, have a bunch of non-functional buttons on them. Where you'll press a button, it'll have a little message box pop message box pop up and say, "Well, this is this is the feature." And so, at the very least, you can get an understanding of what's supposed to happen. But then you got to fill in all the blanks later. And so, the criticism that I'm hearing about the Gala nodes is online is that they either can't handle what they're promising. Or they're not designed for it. Well, that's the same thing. And my question is, isn't that just a prototype that's out there right now? That's what it seems to me that these are <laughs> initial prototypes. Just get get the get the thing moving. Well, yeah. So definitely, definitely. I mean, they're not going in the wrong direction. I think, and I, I did a a decent Discord message about this, um, and I I even have like a. I don't know, like a GitHub README, I guess, um, kind of describing like what I would foresee like future node structure should be. Um, and I guess this is where like this is a rabbit hole, right, Titan? So like there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot that they want to do. I barely skimmed into like the blockchain and what kind of concerns I have with, you know, them trying to bring 50,000 pure nodes online, um, which is what they're trying to do. Um, but that, that just seems like, like a goal. That sounds like a goal. Uh, which they'll eventually get to once they fill in all the stuff, but it's just going to take a while. Well, I mean, sure, it's a goal, but I don't think the framework will support it. So um, in other words, what you're saying is, is that because there are so many people running it, the framework to support 26,000 is going to be more difficult than if only 10,000 were online. Yeah, so when they were doing the town crush, and they were doing um, the the demo that had it on Geary. They had two nodes operating, um, and that was on the Block Explorer. You could see it on the Block Explorer that two nodes signed every transaction, and that was it. it didn't rotate, didn't change. There was always the same two nodes signing the transaction. Um, that's all okay. you really needed. Um, but you know, that's you want more if you want more decentralized. If you know, you like, scale it up. You'll need more. You want to, yes. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's not a lot. So like, for example, if you take a look at AWS, they have a, what they call the managed blockchain. Um, it's kind of like their um, blockchain as a service that uses Hyperledger Fabric. They limit you to 25 nodes per channel because of the gossip. Portion. Oh, so okay. if they limit to 25 and if you go online, you look anywhere else, you don't really see a lot like you can scale horizontally. So like you can add channels and that's like um, channels is like a special thing for Hyperledger Fabric. It's kind of like a sub network um, associated to the overall like 
Java chain, Geary, whatever. Right. So you could you can scale horizontally. So you can have like multiple channels. So like each channel has 25. And then if you if you expand that out, that's like 2,000 channels that you need to have 25 nodes per channel. You know, to have 50,000 nodes total. Uh, but then you start getting into some weird, like, what channel do you store what information? Whose information do you store on that channel? Um, well, and then and you would need gossip deal. to 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 put those those channels together too. On top of that, right? Uh, gas is actually a non-existent thing on Hyperledger Fabric. Fees in general are non-existent because it's a proof of authority chain. So they're assuming that the people that are running the nodes um, have authority to run them. Uh, it's usually like um, think like a medical insurance company, like they have their servers that they operate. Um, and then they try, they're just doing it to run their, their logic, their business. Um, and so when they tack on fees and they tack on gas um, to Hyperledger Fabric, it's actually an add-on. They're adding that functionality onto ah. that framework. And so um, it makes sense, right? Like if like most... People that want to use, I'm going to keep saying H, HLF, just to <laughs> try to keep having to say the full thing, but HLF, um, it it's usually, you know, a private company. It's a private permission to blockchain um, at, at its core. It's not, it's not currently made to be a public open blockchain. Um, if you were to take a look at different blockchain technology, um, you have public blockchain, which is like Ethereum. You have private, which, you know, proof of authority. And then you have a, like a hybrid, which is a blockchain consortium, which is kind of like a DAO structure. You, you okay. as, a, as a group and like vote people in and invite people in. Um, and that's the closest you can get with Hyperledger Fabric, HLF, is a consortium where each peer node needs to vote in or vote out people to join. Um, still very permissioned because, you know, you need to have a vote to vote people in. Um, whereas a public, you just have to have the stake. You, you have the tokens, you throw it in there, you spin up the node, um, and, and then life goes on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's a little bit more about, like, the framework that they, they chose to use. Um, I think that they can operate with 25 nodes, you know, easily. And, and do exactly what they want to do. Now, how do you pick those 25 nodes? Oh, partners, right? They keep saying partners. Yeah, because only partners are going to be able to run the actual nodes. Well, I figured there'd be a reliability. I figured there'd be a reliability score. Like um, there, there's some other nodes, mm -hmm. systems out there, like the uh, Holochain nodes that take reliability into account. But um, whatever the case is, um, we we want to start winding this down. But uh, I, I did feel that uh, you got some good information in there. It sounds like we actually need a, a separate cast just with Anthony here because he's got a lot of information that I think. No, this this Anthony, thank you so much. That made everything you were posting make sense instantly because I was struggling through that. And the way you just described it was like perfect. And now I understand what you're saying and what you're trying to convey. I don't think I, we're going to clip this and maybe drop it into one of those channels, that part where you explained it, because I'm betting oh, there's a lot of people like me who like halfway get it, but don't fully understand what you keep harping on. That was the best way to describe it, because I fully understand it now. It was good. Yeah. It was really good. 
All right. Awesome. Well, well, let's uh, let's start wrapping this up, and um, I'm gonna start closing this thing down. I can I can find the brand button. Streamyard is nice, but it's still just just difficult. <laughs> you should try something user. like Riverside. That it's user error. Nice. Yeah, user. of course it is. All right. <laughs> well, okay. Thank you, Betty or B, for for showing us grit for and we're losing. I think somebody <laughs> should should show the the meow cats thing next week if they could. If it's possible to share a, a cell phone. Yeah, yeah I think I can. I can. I can do that. All right. Well, we, we should try that. <laughs> we, we got it. We got somebody asking for it. I will. I will yeah. say. I think Dragon Strike is more fun, but we can do. We should. We should. Why both. not both? Yeah, Bro, let's do both. All, on there. all right. Well, I'm cool. gonna. I'm gonna shut this down. So thank you very much, guys. Uh, guys. First, I gotta do Thanks. this, and then I gotta press this button. Oh, 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 wait, wait, Titan. We have our uh, pre-recorded outro to do. Uh, can you, like, say your thing so that people will know? Oh, absolutely. Hey, like, subscribe, and throw some comments below. That helps us, which in turn helps us provide you with much, much better content every week. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for supporting the channel. And thanks for sitting through our pre-recorded outro. Thank <laughs> you.